Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And sorry, guys, to miss you last week. I know we got a lot of messages being like, where are you? We were at a wedding, and, you know, sometimes when you go to a wedding after being cooped up uh, doing the bar exam for months, sometimes you just have a little bit too much uh, tequila. So we took the week off <laughs> to kind of recoup, get our lives back together. And now we're ready to chat with you guys because we did a few Ask Me Anythings a while ago. And, you know, we just want to update you guys on life in general. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was my sister's wedding and we had such a great time. It was also just a whirlwind and <laughs> I definitely didn't realize how much goes into a wedding. It makes me super excited for Samantha's wedding that's coming up next. So I'm super excited. But yes, ask me anything. Let's hit it. You start us off. All right. So first question of the day. Why did we take the bar in February and not July? Are there benefits and are we in school still? Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and like fire out some yeah. quick answers for everybody. If you don't know who we are, we graduated in May of last year, 2022, and we took our first bar exam in July of 2022. So the February 2023 bar exam was not the first time we took the bar exam. So that is why we had to take it because that was the next administration after July. Um, why did we do it? Because we had to. <laughs> yeah, we had to. There was like, it's either that or don't be a lawyer. So um, there, I would say the benefits, if I were to say like, if you had a choice between July and Feb, mm -hmm. I would just say if you like a smaller crowd, and you feel more comfortable with a smaller crowd in testing, maybe February is for you. That being said, less people, worse curve. So yeah, I mean, benefits, not benefits. I mean, it's funny because I was thinking about that. Like, oh, now that I took it in both, like, what do I feel different? I mean, honestly, there's no difference. I mean, I just feel like the way the timing works for you is the way that you should roll with it. And especially like, for example, the small like uh, amount of people in my state, it's not really, really going to be smaller in a bigger state, right? So it might not even matter. That's just like an Oklahoma specific thing. But I mean, I, I think you're right though, that it is always a lesser population in February. 
Um, like you said, the curve, I mean, I really don't know. I, I think you might be right there. So, uh, benefits, not benefits, whatever the antonym is of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's the bar exam. Like, I, I don't know. So yeah, that's why we ended up taking it in February. So next question. Okay. So we got a lot of questions about the NBE and, uh, about how we felt about the NBE in February. So, uh, you know, basically how did you feel about it? Did you think it was so hard? I thought it was so hard this time around. That's what a lot of these questions are saying. So, Oh man. Um, you know, what's ironic. I'm just going to be like personal about this question really quick. I freaked out first time when I took the MBE, like literally like hyperventilating, kind of crying after, you know, um, this time I felt like, yeah, like better, you know, <laughs> like I thought it was hard. Like it's just hard in general. Like, is it, doesn't it just feel like it, this might be like, it's just, ugh. yeah. What do you think, dude? Yeah. I mean, um, First time I took the bar exam, I thought the MBE was a lot easier than this past time. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had your reaction the second time of like mm-hmm. when I was done with the MBE portion, I kind of just like spiraled and I was like, yeah. what was that? I was just like, honestly felt like I'd been in a fight or something. Um, mm-hmm. Just very traumatic. Really? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it paid off, I guess, even though it was really really hard. Yeah. So I think I would agree with a lot of you guys that asked, like, wasn't this the worst round? Like, wasn't this so hard this time? Like, yeah, I I think that even like, did you think it was harder? Yes. (laughs) I mean, um, there were a lot of questions on there that I felt like I saw the law repeating and I didn't really know for sure the answer. Um, Someone posted, you wrote to us like, is you know is mushroom a product guys like that's a question that was on there and it was insane like basically you know about products liability and it those it was just a lot of weird questions this time so i validate that 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 everyone's like what the hell all right so i think this is a really good one suggestions for managing feels post bar pre results So we kind of talked about this a little bit in our episode about post-bar depression, right? How it's like, it can be just very... We definitely address that situation. I don't... Oh, yeah. What to do about it? You know, like that's like a whole nother... Yeah. I mean, I guess what I would suggest (laughs) is distracting yourself with things. Like, you know, I think when we were waiting for bar results a second time... We try to distract ourselves, try to do other things, try to, as much as you try not to think about it, you're going to be thinking about it. It's kind yeah. of inevitable. Um, it's just, it sucks. The waiting sucks. Like there's no way to make it really better other than taking your mind off of it. You know, like do puzzles, watch movies, like That's go on lots of walks, you know, like, um, do a workout class, go see your friends because you haven't seen them like probably while you were in bar prep. Um, there's things that you can definitely do to get back into your, like your normal life routine. But I will say it isn't just like, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to like go out of your way to make sure that you're doing it. Yeah. And I would say that the first week is really difficult because you've been just basically gas on, put on the gas pedal, just 
full steam ahead for however long you've been going. And now all of a sudden you're done, but you don't really feel done because you don't know how you did. I think that it's like something that said, distracting yourself is a great way to do it. But also, you know, I think that there, you have to come to terms with the feelings. You can't just like keep hiding away from them because they're going to come out eventually. And usually if you do hide them from yourself or like try not to go there, it always happens and it comes out in the worst time. Like when you're just like really like around people that it just like is not okay or just not appropriate and you just kind of lose it, you know, <laughs> unhinged. And I think that um, I definitely felt like that a lot the first time that I was just trying to like ignore, ignore, ignore. Um, and I kind of had a little bit of a, like a freak out right before. Um, so this time I tried to be a little bit, you know, more aware and I reflected on that from the last time and it was just like okay um I kind of just cried a lot more like in the waiting time like when I would get really anxious and I just felt like I needed to cry I just kind of would you know because I knew that it was just like the thoughts you know and my body trying to get it out so I feel like just listening to yourself and and just doing what you need to do and and being also gentle kind with yourself and and not try to make it worse because it's kind of like you're it's always in the back of your mind no i totally agree like like you said it's always gonna be in the back of your mind but you can do little things to try to make it a little better yeah but um yeah the relief usually doesn't come until results come and i think that's just like the part of the hazing process of all of this so absolutely next question for Mm -hmm. this one's a two-parter Okay. First one says, first, how are y'all? I would say we're good. How are y'all? You know, we're hanging in there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like people are like, oh, how I just feel like I might be at a point in my life where all like a lot of exciting things. I just feel like I really realize that not every day is like this like amazing day. You know, not every day is going to be, you know, I'm trying to set my expectations so high. That being said, you know, it's like, how are you? It's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm good, you know? And I feel like a lot of us just say that because it's like, I don't want to like be real. But I think to be real, um, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I know a lot of you asked about transfer applications and things like that too. And um We'll talk about that, but there's just a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts um, in life and and with you guys in this podcast, you know? So it's just, I appreciate people asking that and checking up on us, you know, that I think that means a lot because I think sometimes we can just be like producing this content and not, you know, having that conversation back and forth with you guys for sure and that second question is did you notice a difference after studying with themis did i notice a difference after studying with themis i mean yeah what do you think i mean all of the bar prep programs are going to have essentially the same information in it and it's really just about the way that they deliver the information to you Mm -hmm. what i will say is compared to 
Barbary when I used it the first time, I did appreciate how Themis delivered the material. So I will say in that sense, I did notice a difference with maybe my study habits. Maybe I enjoyed, I don't know if I enjoyed, I mean, maybe I did enjoy studying. Some parts of me did, but um, I enjoyed how they structured the program better than the first time we did it, you know? Yeah. Wait, what was the question again? Like, did we like it better? How did we feel? Did we notice a difference after studying with Themis? Wonder like what 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 they mean difference in like maybe like the a difference in taking the exam, but I like that's why I said like it's so hard to share. Though. Yeah, like, it's like, it, I feel like you are we already went through this material once. Exactly, like, it's like the material can only, only like, exactly. Like, yeah. I can't be like this unbiased, like just natural answer about how I feel about Themis, but I do I agree with you. I really enjoy the quizzes. I enjoy that they're partners with you world i mean that alone is a reason to use them um they they grade essays for you that's something that we didn't get with barbary you know i mean there's definitely some perks of using themis and and those are definitely things like you said that i noticed Mm -hmm. and i would think that if you are a first time taker i would definitely recommend it as you're like the first time all-inclusive everything Mm -hmm. i think it's a great option the first shot out of the door, do it full. Yep. So hard. Yeah. So someone said, is the NCBE audited or externally governed? I think not. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say too much because there's some people at the NCBE that might want to come after us, but we have a lot of thoughts on the NCBE. And if you want them, maybe we could make like, um, Maybe we could do like a, a live stream where we can all talk about it, but like make sure no one's recording what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen. I think just generally, like, no, they're not audited. Obviously, um, the girl who asked this knows that. Yeah. But also, I think it's just funny uh, to call attention to that because a lot of us have been like, wait a second, <laughs> we're all lawyers we live in a world of regulations and we talk about how important they are. And then the people that are governing us, like who watches over them? Who's their inspector general, things like that. No one. Yeah. And Judy someone knows out there and like knows more than us and is listening, like reach out to us and tell us we, we want to learn. We want to, see what's going on over there and talk more about it. I think that, uh, yeah, we do have some strong opinions, but we're not afraid to have some conversations and, and learn more about what they do, because I think that there's a process that is done to make this test. And there's a lot of, um, curtains and hidden behind, you know, hidden things that you can't really, we don't know. No one knows. No one understands about it. So I think that, uh, that's something that I would really like to to do in our in our fight for justice and truth to find out more about how this works for them because uh, you know we've always joked like oh they see that they've seen this bar prep and that's how they came up with these questions oh they la la, la whatever um, you know and oh, NTV man lots of opinions definitely. All right. Um, Okay. So this is from an adjunct professor and she was asking, describe something impactful a professor did in class in law school. 
for me, mm-hmm. um, the first time I appreciated a professor in law school was my LRW, Legal Research and Writing professor, mm-hmm. um, giving me constructive feedback, but then like letting me know when I was improving. And I had never really had a professor that like monitored my improvement in like a, you know, personal way, it seemed. Yeah. So I liked that. That was very, I always remembered that it was impactful just to like notice your students' progress, I guess. Yeah. I think that that's nice and just not something many of us experience in law school. So that's really cool. I think, I mean, as far as like an adjunct professor and anything that they did that was impactful, hmm, I'm trying to think. (laughs) And that kind of doesn't seem like a good sign, right? Yeah. But I think that one of my favorite memories in law school was with an adjunct professor where we got to argue our motions. And he was a judge. So that made it, you know, he, he gave us all and interrupted us and like did the whole thing and read our motions too. So, uh, that was definitely something that I really enjoyed. And I know that adjunct professors that really let you practice and kind of play with the Play-Doh, uh, everyone enjoys that. Our next question is, are you happy with your choice of law school? I kind of got the vibe. Maybe you weren't. I will say now that we've graduated and we've been able to see from like a bird's eye view, Mm -hmm. right? Just law schools in general and how they should act and how they should be run and all of that. I would say had I been more informed, there may have been a chance that I wouldn't have attended that law school. That being said, I can't change the past. It's like what, you know, what we've done. So we're going to make the best out of it. Um, best situation out of it. Um, but that doesn't mean, I think you can attend any school and like not agree with what things that they do, do, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think you, you put it really well. If I would have been more informed, maybe I would have made a different decision. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's a lot of things that you th- Maybe I told myself like, oh, that's not that big of a deal or whatever. But in reality, it is a big deal. Um, But also everything happens for a reason. So it's just kind of like, like you said, like, I don't want to live with regret and think like, oh, I should have gone somewhere else. But just talking with professors from other schools and, you know, I mean, there's just some great programs out there that you're like, wow, um, my well-being and everything might have been so different in law school if I would have went to some of these schools. So I, I, I agree with that. Um, and with that being said, that's just another like asterisk right there. Like always do your research. If you are pre-law and you're looking into going to law school, do your research, guys. Like just because the school seems great, because like a few people say so, look at the stats and all that. And I'm sure, you know, we are, we always harp on this, like choose your school. And that's true because it doesn't matter if we didn't have a good experience. There's people at Harvard that didn't have a good experience. It's really up to the individual, right? So make the best decision for yourself. No, for sure. Okay. Next one. Are bar exam scholarships a thing? Oh, I saw that one and I loved it. I know, but they should be. Right? I think that there yeah. should be. Um, I mean, if we were transparent like to a T with you guys, I mean, the amount of money we've spent to do this is insane. 
And I mean, I'm sure many of you out there are like same sis, but it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, there's no sugarcoating it. Like it's an endeavor financially. I would say it's in the upwards of like 20 grand. Yeah. If you really put it all on paper, I'm sure. Yeah. Like getting through the summer. I mean, you can't just think about the prep class. You have to live. Yeah. Like you have to eat. Unless you can like, <laughs> you gotta eat. Like, you know, like I, I just think, right? Like, oh, if my parents lived here, I could just live with them and not have like any expenses. But that's like, no one really has that option. No. Not a lot of us, right? So it's no, tough like out here. here. Yeah, and okay. that being said, I know a lot of you guys wonder, like, okay, if there's no bar scholarship, like, what can I do to live and eat? Literally. Um, there's bar loans. So maybe that's what they were meaning to ask about, but there, yes, there's bar loans that you can take out. Um, they're very honestly predatory. (laughs) The second that you're done with the bar exam, they will be like calling you being like, you better pay your bill. So just short term loan. Like, yeah, just warning you. Yeah. That's, that's good advice, dude. I mean, and like, I'm glad you shared that because like no one knows until you're in it and you've been through it and you're like, Oh, and yeah, I'm being honest, like probably close to that much amount. Of, I mean, it's insane guys. And you all know how much it costs to go through this and go to law school and get your undergrad and all that. So on top of that, get your license. And that also includes signing up to take the test and pay for all that. Cause that's not cheap either. So, um, yeah, I definitely think scholarships, we should work on that as we grow up and become more financially set as lady lawyers and, and as this podcast, I think that would be a great thing because that is a big part of it that, that a lot of us like kind of like forget about. And a lot of us who uh, are lawyers kind of be like, Oh, I forgot how bad that was for me when I did that, you know? So because yeah, it's like loans. That's the option. There's no one else like giving money out there to help you. No, like literally, it's not like you can just, I mean, you could just get credit cards, right? But like, what if you already had credit cards? Cause like you had to live in law school when you didn't, I like, you know, like, it's not a good option. Like, I mean, you don't want to have to borrow money on like with a 24% interest rate. Like what the, no. So (laughs) yeah, I, I think that. Uh, yeah, that's something to think about. Definitely look at if anyone knows of any, let us know. We got to talk about that. We got to share the, share the love out there. Um, okay. How's the score transfer process going? So yeah, I'm transferring my score. Samantha is not transferring her score as of right now, even though she could transfer it to basically anywhere, right? I could. Flex anyone, yeah. <laughs> anyone <laughs> a managing partner at a top 100 firm, let me know. <laughs> Hit me up. You need me? Call me. <laughs> meet me if you want to reach me. Okay. So score transfer process, it's going. Um, it's a lot of money. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers. Audible. Yes. Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. 
Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Yeah. And if anyone's noticed a common theme, everything's <laughs> a lot of money. No matter like, like even if you pass the bar, it's still a lot of money if you want to like move or like transfer your score or do anything. It's always a lot of money. So yeah, it's, it, it definitely brings back the idea of like it takes money to make money, to play with money, to be a part of this. Like it's just so much gatekeeping and all that stuff, guys. Like I mean, I know we're preaching to the choir here, but. I'm just acknowledging it. Um, but yeah, it's it's going. I'm basically uh, getting checked out by the Oklahoma bar. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like assume, but you know what happens when you assume, um, that it would be a little quicker because they might not have to double check like everything that was on there. Um, but I don't really know where it's at right now. So what I, what I was saying for that's good for you, Haley, is um, I was on Reddit the other day, mm. as usual, and um, there was a thread on bar exam Reddit being like, which is like the fastest state to get your bar transferred? And every single person that was like the fastest is Oklahoma. So I think that's good for you. Good for me. Yeah. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Oh yeah, so I, I definitely think that um, there's def- more to be said as we keep going. Obviously, I'll keep sharing, but um, I don't think I'll be able to get sworn in with you. I mean, that's literally Three days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's okay. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, another thing, guys. I get sworn in this week, so yeah. Okay, let's watch out for that content. No. Uh, okay. Last question. Last question. This one's quick. What podcast are you guys listening to lately? Oh my god! I was just gonna say that we should answer that one. Yeah, okay. Let me pull up my um, podcast really quick so I can give you guys. Okay. Obviously, the daily. We both listen to the daily. Mm-hmm. I would say every single morning I wake up, and when I'm hopping in the shower, I turn it on, and that's how I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I also listen to. I'll, I'm gonna rank them from like most listened to like the least listened, but I still listen to them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so number one daily. Then it would be Court Junkie. Mm. Then it would be Crime Junkie. <laughs> then it would be Morbid. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it would be Dateline. Mm. Um, and then it's Girls Got to Eat. Just switching it up there a little bit. The Blonde Files. I'm not blonde, but 
That's good. And then criminal, because that, that's like an Australian guy. So it's like I no, nothing against Australians. It's just I lo- his is like for a specific mood I'm in. Gotcha. They're very detailed stories. And then last but not least, stuff you should know, which oh, is just right. like random. Like well, you stuff should know how. Yeah, you should know about how the computer was made. And it's like, it tells you the history. So yeah, those are my nerdy podcasts. What about you, Haley? I, yeah, like you said, daily, every day. I also listen to, I walk you through my podcast routine in the morning. People might be like, what the hell? But I'll do it anyways. Okay. So I basically wake up every morning, turn on my speaker, and I listen to ABC. NBC and CBS, the past night's news on podcasts. That's the first thing I do. And then uh, usually by the time I'm getting in the car to go to work, I'm listening to NPR's Today's News, Start Here. Then I listen to um, Start Here by ABC. And then I listen to The Daily because then I'm finally at work and I'm like, I can enjoy it, you know, because it's like the good story, you know, I'm like, awesome, <laughs> whatever. Um, and that's my routine, but also I love Today Explained. That's a really good. Uh, it's by Box Media, and they cover they cover the things that the Daily covers, but in like slightly different way sometimes. So um, that's that's a good one, and I would definitely recommend. Obviously, you can tell all minor current events and like newsy things. So, um, but another one is the the Girl in the Blue Mustang. It's by Dateline, and it's like a story drawn out of like this girl who. Killed sadly. So um we love the crime shows. Obviously. Yeah, we obviously love a good true crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to hear what you guys are listening to as well. Oh, also the Bravo Docket. That's such a good one. I love listening to. Sometimes I don't always listen to every episode just because I'm not like into some of the people that they're talking about. But you know, they talked about Scandal, Jin Shaw, all the different things. So that's another really good one. Ooh. A really good one. I didn't mention this one because I only listen to this one when I need to fall asleep. So um, this one is like, especially for nights when I'm like nervous, like not nervous to like nervous for the next day or something like that. Like for the bar exam, I needed to play this podcast to like fall asleep because it just really distracts you. It's called sleep with me. And um, basically it's this guy who like, starts talking right about like something random and then he just goes off on a million different tangents and just like convert like just talks about like who knows what just like no script like just goes off like and and, um yeah within like 10 minutes i'm usually passed out so and that's the whole point like he says he like like the whole point is to make you pass out so he just like it's it's good it's a good one guys you don't tell him what he's talking about He's like reading out of the Federalist Papers. No. <laughs> literally, literally. Who knows? That's such a good one. Okay, so really quick, tell everyone uh, your plan and like what's going to be happening this week. They might be looking yeah. at the day of you getting so, in. Um, when this episode goes live on May eighth, it'll be two days until I get sworn in. So I get sworn in on May tenth at the Oklahoma Supreme Court. Um, there's gonna be a little Facebook link for the live stream. Um, I'm going to check out the live stream first, make sure there's no way like people can like write me in comments. And if you can't, then I'll share the link with you guys. <laughs> Cause I don't want the link going in like wrong hands. Like, 
like, you know, because it's not just me. There's like other people there, you know, it's just like safety stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm very excited. I, my law firm bio and all that will go live. So if you guys want to look me up later this week and, um, this week, yeah, I feel a lawyer in Oklahoma. I do, um, personal injury insurance, law, civil rights, uh, products, liability, stuff like that. So just come to me. Complex civil litigation. Yes. As we, as we like to call it, complex civil litigation. So, yes. Um, come to me with all your legal needs if you're in the state of Oklahoma and beyond. Well, guys, as always, the biggest compliment you can give us is giving us five stars, rating us, writing a great comment, telling us why you love the show, as well as telling a friend, recommending our show to someone else. We It means the world to us. Yes. And of course, follow us on Instagram at the ladies who law podcast. We are going to be posting some giveaways soon with some of our guests that we have coming up. We actually have a few really exciting guests that I think you guys are going to love coming up these next few weeks. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. And yeah, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.